Welcome back, folks, to 2Bits1Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, a ragdoll boy and an overmover, Dan Masters, with my good friend, a man who likes to read the rule book, and a phone dropper. Well, every human, Will, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. Doing all right. Glad to uh, be back in business with the old uh, mobile telecommunications device. Was it one of those slow motion things where you just know halfway down, oh, fucked it, and then that's it? Not quite slow motion, but you know those things where like it happens and your brain acknowledges that it's happened, but it takes you a minute to react even after it's happened. Do you know what I mean? I know it's happened, but there's no way that just happened. That's kind of the thought, isn't it? Yeah, you're, you're, it's, it's such a shocking thing to have <laughs> acted like I got hit by a fucking car or something. No, I took my phone <laughs> in the fucking bath. Tease and peas, so, like, Will. Tease and peas. <laughs> <laughs> so like slides down into the bath made the splash and it's like you yeah your brain goes into a state of shock like did that is it oh shit yeah it is get it grab it <laughs> fucking hell i hope it fell into the bath because you were bathing one of your daughters and that you were sat in the bath on your phone <laughs> uh no i wasn't on my phone i wasn't fucking scrolling instagram i was what's i doing i think i was listening i was listening to something Listen to a podcast or something. And I, so you were sat in the ba- were you sat in the bath on your phone? Yeah, mate, having a wee having a wee <laughs> bath, mate. Having a nothing every now and again, you know, you've got to relax the muscles and all that. Yeah, having yourself having yourself a little uh, a little me time there with some candles and shit. Good for you, mate. <laughs> I was I was worried we were going to flirt with uh, some very misogynistic, reductive views on on men having baths in the year year of our Lord twenty twenty one. I'm glad we avoided it. No, 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 not at all. I will, I will give you more shit for the fact that you can't. Your phone is so important that you will actually risk having it near a bath full of water. I find that bizarre. I just leave my phone as far away from baths and sinks as possible because I would do the same thing. Basically, because I'm an idiot. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely. I, I appreciate that. I should have been far wiser, but I do resent the implication that it was a phone addiction issue. When it was merely an entertainment addiction issue. It was the okay, yeah, fear of being enough. left alone with my own thoughts. Oh, God, yeah. I, I walk around with headphones permanently in. God, the thought of being alone in my own head is just fucking terrifying. As anybody who listened to this show will completely attest to, <laughs> that you've been let into the, the partial insanity that is my brain. Yeah, so. if this is the shit that you let come out of your speaker box, let alone the fucking stuff that stays inside. Mate, yeah, I've I've said to my wife plenty of times. I'm like, this is the reserved version of me. You get the version of me that has to live in society. You, you don't get the version that just rattles around in my head when I'm trying to get to sleep at night. <laughs> so, thank thank God. Let's let's just say, you know, fuck it. If if you are up there, cheers for for yes. giving everyone a filter. Well, most people a filter. Let's all let's all be grateful for that. Bloody hell. I was gonna. It, it, that's a kind of a good link, really, into the uh, the wacky world of goalies. We'll go with. Uh, we've got to start with this because it, before we get onto the full, full hundred percent hockey talk, we've got to mention that Allison's goal for Liverpool in the ninety uh, fifth minute of a game to win the game for them. And I posed you the question: Do you think goalie goals are more rare in footy or hockey? I, I don't know about scarcity, but I think in footy they're much more exciting. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess so. Yes, yes, you're right. Actually, I think so because because a goalie goal in hockey, as impressive and rare a feat as it is, it's like scoring from the halfway line or scoring from your own half in football. 
because it's just so far out, like it should never go in, never in a million years. It's like a fluke. All due respect to, to Mike Smith, like yeah, it's it takes skill to get the puck on net from fucking two hundred feet, but it's still a fluke to do that. Or more often than not, it's into a fucking empty net. But a football goal, the a football goalie goal, the it's it's all about emotion. The difference between the two events is emotion. There is so much more emotion invested in a football goalie goal than you know, bar penalties or. Free kicks to an extent, that's a bit of a different situation. If we're talking about last minute, you know, like the Allison goal, there is so much more emotion behind that than the randomness of a of a hockey goalie goal. I think you're right in it comes down. I didn't think of this until you just said it, but it comes down to kind of a desperation thing. In yeah. hockey, a goalie goal is just rare, but that doesn't decide a game. The game's probably already over. And the reason there's an empty net is because the other team is losing. The goal to goal in hockey isn't because of desperation. It's just something they will try sometimes to see if they can do it. Because if if the two goalies are in goal, the fucking the hockey goalie's not going to shoot. Why? Because that's insane. Why would he? So it's an empty netter. It's not. There's not an act of desperation yet with a footy goalie goal. The only reason the goalkeeper will ever come up for a corner or last minute free kick is there's some reason of desperation. Be it trying to qualify for something or to stop yourself from being relegated. So, yeah, I think that's a good point. And, and I think like the, the more direct comparison is like a goalie goal versus an extra attacker goal. And the extra attacker goal, yes, there, there's emotion in the sense of like, oh, you're tying it up to go to overtime and all that. But ultimately, like the, the novelty of the situation doesn't come through when you score on a, on a, on an empty net situation you might as well as far as function goes you might as well be five on five or just on the power play do you know what i mean it's the yeah. the, the way you'd make it an equivalent is instead of pulling the goalie and getting another skater out there you pull the goalie and he gets a fucking player's stick out and then the goalie scores in that situation that's the only way you'd get some sort of comparable obviously it's against the rules with the goalie crossing the red line etc etc but that would be the only way that you get the comparison. And that's why goals akin to the Allison goal the other day are emotionally far and above. Not, yeah, far and above anything a hockey goalie could ever fucking do. Ever. I'm, I'm sorry, but just the nature of the sport, the nature of the positions. You know, hockey goalie is very, it's very impressive, but it's a technical. Yeah, as, as, as people always say, you know, it's you, you just. You want to stop. A good goalie gets the puck in his belly button, not ninety-nine times out of a hundred. There's nothing impressive or emotional about a a good technical hockey goalie performance. But yeah, Allison going up, ninety-fifth minute, scoring with a header. It's a header fucking, as well. <laughs> um, oh my! Oh, a peach of a header! A peach of a header! I can't. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It's fucking beautiful. You can't, you can't emulate it. There's no, yeah, there is. There's no comparison. And I, I've linked footy and hockey together on this show since day one. Since we've done it, <laughs> I feel that they are super. They're super close sports, and I think, like I've always said, I think that's why footy fans, if they got a chance to just sit down and watch a game of hockey, would really enjoy it because the comparables are all there. But in terms of the goalie goal in footy, yeah, the the comparison for hockey just isn't there. But shout out to Allison, mate. That's just 
absolute madness. The deafness of that header. Like you'd think he'd been banging in forty a season for five years, the way he got like he got up to it and just directed it in. It was beautiful. This is the you get fucking strikers and other outfield players who can't head a ball like that, let alone fucking just strolling up. Like, oh <laughs> And I, I think this might just be being unfair to to hockey as a as a whole, but like do you think there's an element of the fact that there isn't an extra period in football creating more tension than you would in hockey? Because in, cause in, in hockey, you score the extra attacker, yeah? And you're going to overtime. So the game's not over. You're just getting another bite of the cherry. You're getting a chance to, to win the game again. Whereas with footy, if the goalie's going up and scoring with a header last minute, you know, injury time, stoppage time, that's it. It is. It's truly do or die. I know extra attacker is do or die because if you don't score, then you've lost the game. But if you succeed in that do or die situation in hockey, it just leads you to more hockey. Whereas with football, it is. It's like a buzzer beater in basketball, isn't it? That's a good. Com- that would be a good comparable, actually. I'm thinking a guy who never shoots, just launching one from his own. Fucking free throw yeah, line or something. Yeah, 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 the entire exactly. length of the court, the length of the court, and it going in to win the game. That would be a decent comparison. Oh, I think that's closer, like the bar, the the NBA buzzer beater or whatever from your own from your own side of the court. But I think with with footy again, there's just that build up. You know, fucking ninety yard jog of the goalie. Oh, oh the goalie's like you could in that. This Allison one is such a prime candidate for study of why a last minute goalie goal is so beautiful because he got the trotting up I don't know who was doing um, colour commentary on it was it was it Jamie Carragher or some other scouse person no idea whoever it was goalie's trotting up and there's that little buzz of, oh fuck here comes the goalie they've got they're pulling out all the stops they've got a, yeah they really have to score to is to get Champions League qualification I think wouldn't they yeah um, yeah to stay in it basically and it, as soon as it fuck it, as soon as that ball hits the back of the net off of Allison's noggin, the commentators are losing their fucking minds. Everyone like, was. Whoever the color, <laughs> like whoever the color commentator was, was laughing. He's wetting himself because it's just such an amazing thing. And I think you just can't. It's it's everything. It's the situation. It's the build up that you get. The the rare occurrence of it. The fact that, like, for a lot of goalies, that might be the only goal they score in their entire fucking career, and they are such important goals. It's like scoring the fucking World Cup final for them. That's it's, a great oh, point as well. That's a great point as well. A goalie goal it's, it's everything. will be their only goal, but it will be so important at that moment. It could be, it could be era defining. It's that important for the to send the goalie up and then he scores. It's the sort of thing that, like, that could end up. But yeah, you know, that could be talked about for for generations. My only, the only way I could think is to hockey. It's like the cup final. It's overtime, three games all or something. And for fucking some bizarre reason, the goalie skates out as far as is allowed and just launches it, and it bounces and goes in. That's the only thing I can for like. And it's but it's still five on five. It's not extra attacker. It's just five on five. And someone's in the goalie skates out to like just behind the red line and then just dinks it and it goes in for some reason. I can't think of another way to, I can't think of another way a hockey, a goalie hockey goal would be the same thing because there's so much on the line with a footy goalie goal. 
it's 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 not comparable. It's not comparable at all. Yeah, but but not. that's not to say that hockey doesn't have exciting situations that football can't replicate. Yeah, the oh, whole of idea of a playoff playoff overtime. Yeah, you go you go to fucking triple OT or double OT, whatever it is, or even deep into the first over, overtime period. Like the the tension that you feel there is something that you can't replicate in football because it doesn't have the the golden goal sudden death mechanic. It, do you know what it is as well? In footy, it's very rare that there's many do-or-die situations. Whereas you feel like every single playoffs in the NHL is at least three or four. Not maybe like first round, second round, like conference finals, whatever. But there are always those. I mean, what's the what's the classic line? It's something like, you know, why would you ride a motorbike on fire while snorting cocaine when you could just play overtime hockey? I mean, it's that kind <laughs> of... You know what I mean? It's just that... <laughs> It's that same thing. And that's why I think yeah, it's the rarity. It's the rarity of the footy goalie goal that is the same kind of thing with a Game 7 OT. Game 7 OT, that's it. That's your entire season in 20... Like, in two seconds, you're done. In two seconds, your entire season in hockey goes... In a, in a Game 7 OT, goes from, we're fucking still in it, till, well, this season was a waste, wasn't it? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> There's no in-between. There's no in-between. Definitely, and and just to take it back to to the initial comparison, I think you've you've really unlocked it here, like a really simple way of comparing them. A goalie and footy coming up to for a last minute corner or free kick, that's once a season. Extra God, attacker, if, if that goal, yeah. extra yeah, extra attacker goal every game, every fucking game. You've got that opportunity. That situation is presenting itself one thousand times a season. That is happening. As opposed to, is is Allison the only goalie who scored a goal in in the Prem this year? Probably. Yes. Thing of beauty. Thing of beauty. That's why. That's why it's a beautiful game. <laughs> for those, for that incre- incredibly rare moment that happens once a season. Yeah, that that excuses all the all the homophobia, all the racism, all the hooliganism, the elitism. You know, yeah, elite. Yeah, the the fucking corruption, the money laundering, match fixing. It's all undone. All undone by Allison's perfectly, <laughs> perfectly shaped noggin. By one goalie goal. Uh, the other, the other end of the goalie spectrum. Let's 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 call it that. <laughs> is Jordan Biddington just wants to keep fighting people? And I, I've said before, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. He's he was so mad after they got absolutely battered by the Avs the other night. Think about this: his save percentage was nine twenty, and he let in, and he still let in four goals. That's how fucking bad the Blues were in that game. And the Avs just absolutely <laughs> fucking destroyed them. And of course, he goes down and tries to fight Philip Grubauer. Because like I said to you in the chat, on, on our WhatsApp chat, probably because he can't fight his own teammates. I mean, he probably could at St. Louis Blues, isn't it? I mean, they've had plenty I of was, was, inter-team the, the fights The Blues before. of all clubs have proven that you can fucking fight your own teammates. <laughs> like, A fair point. Ask Robert Batuzo about that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, good point. He won't know, will he? Because he's... Uh, at some point, at some point... At some point, someone's just got to fucking knock him out just to stop him doing it. <laughs> like, yeah, he he needs to. I don't know. Ron Hextall needs to fucking dress for the Penguins. And um, is the e book? Like, come on, come on, bruv, come on, bruv. You know, R.I.P. Ray Emery, but fucking hell, do we need you at the moment, bruv? Like, <laughs> I just think it's it's embarrassing. Like, I I, I get the. I get the frustration, yes, but I'm not Binnington's biggest fan, as I hope everybody fucking knows by now, but 
I can understand why he'd be particularly upset with the with the rest of his squad after that loss. But I just think, like, mate, especially when you combine it with all his other previous, you know, trying to fight people and conveniently not being able to fight people or whatever, because all of the linesman steps in, oh no, oh no. It's, it's just fucking embarrassing at this point. It's like you're a fucking bang average goaltender who lucked into a Stanley Cup final. The main reason he's crossed is because he knows that he's the one who's going to end up back in the fucking AHL in two years if, if the Blues keep losing. Uh, and he knows that he deserves to be back in the AHL. So he's like, shit, I've got to do everything I possibly can to hang on to my NHL money before I become fucking Scott Darling with a more visible MAGA hat. <laughs> yeah, he's going to... Uh... Didn't he try to fight? He tried to fight Devin Dubnik earlier in the year, didn't he? And it was just... Yes, he I mean, did. fucking Dubnik's an absolute fucking unit as well. He would have killed him. He's and like that's what he needs, I think. five, isn't he? I think he's 6'6". Six, six. I think he's 6'6". Six, six. Jesus. And Bennington's not even a big lad either. He's just kind of tall and scrawny, isn't he? Yeah, we've never we've never seen that kind of um, combination, have we? Uh, extreme <laughs> rage in a uh, in an undersized man. <laughs> oh yeah, the the Binnington thing was because he got fucking pulled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Earlier in the year, it was yeah. <laughs> And as he tried to oh skate off, he God. tried to. Did he slap somebody? Started on someone else, and I was mouthing off the fucking Dubnik as he got as he got escorted off the ice. It's like, <laughs> and and that's the that's the key, that's the key. Like it, it it's not just that it's happened before, but it's happened before in such embarrassing ways. It's not just that he's. It's not. It's not like he's fucking the second coming of Patrick Water. You know what I mean? He's not fucking. Yeah, he doesn't fight people, does he? He's not a fighter. He's just a, no. he's a fucking piss artist. He's a moaner. He's a goddamn baby. Do you know what he's got in him? He's got elements of a chav, hasn't he? That's what he's got. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You can see it, 100%. can't you? 100%. Yeah, if Jordan yeah Bin- If Jordan Binnington wasn't in the NHL, he'd be down the fucking corner on a Saturday night drinking white lightning, shouting at people as they go past. <laughs> Having be- rumbles on his fucking est- you- on his estate. You can see, you can see him in a, in a Lonsdale trackie and a pair of TNs, can't you? <laughs> in some Kappa Poppers. <laughs> yeah, my Kappa Poppers. Now that that's a fashion trend that I wish had survived. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and he's just trying to he's just trying to score five quid's worth of weed off his mate because he ain't got enough money. <laughs> Hanging around his fucking estate <laughs> like an extra from Shameless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Let's start the show. Oh, I suppose we're better. As always, we're brought to you by the fine folks at the fabulous Wave Intel. Head over there for all your playoff team's data comparison charts and everything else you need for statistics. And if your team didn't make the playoffs, then use Wave Intel to write a strongly worded letter to your team's GM or owner explaining why they're very bad at their job. Wave Intel, online and on Twitter, being smart so you don't have to. Check out the Three Men and Their Babies podcast at men underscore babies on Twitter. And we're on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Smart Speakers, anywhere else you can listen. Leave us a nice review, it helps a lot. Tell a friend. If you don't like the show, though, tough tits. 
And finally, if you are based in the UK and want to get better at being a nice hockey goalie, then go to Lorde33 on Instagram and check out all of Jordan Lorde's things over there. He has got a great setup going. You can also check out his Twitter, which is at Lorde Goaltending. Let's go into looking at a quick look at the playoffs. Not much has happened so far. Every series is uh, incredibly tight. Apart from, I mean, it's still quite tight, but Panthers Lightning seems like it's over already as Braden Point is just keeps remembering uh, to, sorry, keeps deciding to remind people that he's actually really fucking good and Jeez doesn't matter Christ. if doesn't matter if Kucherov or uh, Stamkos are back. Braden Point's going to take charge of those games and he's going to do his thing. Is is he their best player? I've looked last season. I was sort of checking around what people were saying when they got to the final, and the the consensus is, regardless of anybody else, apart from maybe Hedman that Braden Point is their most consistent best player. Night in, night out, he always, always, he never has any off game, never has a bad game. He always delivers. I can absolutely believe that. The guy is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And I think with the season that uh, Hedman has had, you know, all due respect, you never know what's going on until until you're told. But like, yeah, I think, I think Point has had an infinitely better season this year than Hedman has. So you could absolutely f- fairly make that argument that he's more vi- a better player than Hedman at the moment. Yeah, I would agree. You weren't quite, you weren't as impressed with the. Uh, actually, just quickly go out to goalies. You weren't very impressed with Bob's <laughs> <laughs> Bob's movements, were you, for that tying goal the other night? That's that's such a hard one with that. Uh, yeah, with the the one with Kudrow's fakes fake one timer, which was a fucking thing of beauty. A beautiful goal from the Tampa side of things. But it's such a hard one for Bobrovsky because if he doesn't bite on that one-timer, and it is a fucking one-timer, by the time the puck's off a Kucherov stick, it's it's like the opposite. You know, it's he hasn't reacted for the one-timer, it's just gone straight in, which looks really bad. And I think if it, if it was a different... Fairly or not, if it was a different goalie to Sergei Bobrovsky... Would would we be you know even discussing that goal like? Yeah, you got a fair point. You got a fair point. You, but then you know if you build if you build up um, you know some some bad faith in your abilities as as a goaltender, then fucking you deserve every bit of it, don't you? It it just it just looked terrible, didn't it? You know, maybe he, I'm no fucking goalie expert, but maybe a bit too much because there was a whole lot of net for Braden Point to tap that puck into. Somehow, with all skaters on the ice and a goalie, Braden Point had an open net. I'm not sure how that should be possible, but he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't rewatched really a goal since it happened, but like, yeah, who? How does Braden Point get to that puck so easily as well? Like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. And- yeah, fucking hell. Amazingly, coming out of that series, all that people seem to be talking about is the fact that Kucherov, <laughs> Kucherov comes back and looks like he's never missed a single second. He's totally up to speed. He's totally on the fucking um, on the radar. He's dialed in. He looks great. And then there's columns coming out. There's fans talking about it. And the uh, the Lightning's cap circumvention and the, the idea that, well, clearly Kucherov was ready to go about a month ago and he's just been practising and getting up to speed. But if, if that's in the rules, if that's in the CBA and he's allowed to do that, then... Exactly. Fucking, exactly. why not, exactly. isn't it? If the league, if the league doesn't like it or they've got a problem with it, sort your rules out. 
And that's the thing, with, like, that's the thing with LTIR. The point with the salary cap is that it's meant to create a level playing field, but it doesn't because teams that are cash rich can, can sign players who are never going to play, still pay their salary, and have all this money to play around with and cap sort of, not flexibility, what's the word? Like cap overspend when it comes to the playoffs because it doesn't count in the playoffs. And I don't know how you I don't know how you get around it. And people asking like, oh, you know, the lightning should be fucking docked draft picks or fine. It's bullshit. It's that's fucking so stupid. <laughs> how many teams this year? Draft picks. Like how many teams? Oh, dude, I swear to God, I saw that. How many teams this year went over the salary cap? How many teams go over the salary cap every year? It must be at least half the teams in the league go over it after the trade deadline because of all yeah, the fucking, all fucking finagling. Point, yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know if this, I don't know if how you are. I don't know how you're going to stop this. Because again, we never, we were never, and I was never saying, I was never saying that Kucherov wasn't injured and didn't have that surgery. He probably did. But once he, oh, I say probably. <laughs> if once it he comes out that he didn't even have the surgery. <laughs> he, just went to, he just went to see a chiropractor twice a week for two weeks and that was it. <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> He's been playing in the KHL for the past, for the past season. Getting ready. <laughs> He is he is Igor Larionov the second. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. But I I I don't know how you fix the issue. The only the only two ways I can think of fixing the issue is that the salary cap has to count for the playoffs, or you do what they do in the NFL and the NBA and baseball and have a luxury tax, and that up to a certain say a team says okay we're going to spend eighty five million fine, but that's going to cost you a third round pick the next season. So you could spend 100 million if you want, but it's going to cost you a second, third, fourth, fifth and sixth next season or something like that. Like the the increments you go up in are in overspending in the cap, then it will cost you in terms of prospects or picks or whatever. So if you want to do it, that's fine, but it will cost you. Because otherwise I don't and, know how you can I don't know how you can stop it happening. So I've got two other ways that you can do it without really without introducing a luxury tax without really tampering with the salary cap itself they're they're not great ways of doing it i'm not fucking advocating for them but they're the only the only other ways that i can think of making this quote-unquote fairer first one is you can only use your ltir overage for players who are already in your system ahl call-ups Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, yes, that's a good idea. Yeah, because teams will so, yeah, okay. teams will sign injured players, won't they? That's a good point, yeah. That's that's the thing, isn't it? So like uh with with the um with the lightning one, they they were able to go out and get David Savard. Yeah, which in theory was according to some people exploiting the LTIR, especially if Kutrov was kind of ready to go. So I think if you use it as strictly for like like a like an emergency recall option that you have in the playoffs. Like yeah, it is okay. You've got an injured player. Yeah, you you want that player back as soon as possible. Perfect. Yeah, completely understandable. So we will give you some flexibility to call up somebody else from your AHL team. That's fine. Like, and that kind of yeah, that will avoid things like the Patrick Kane one in two thousand and fifteen where they put him on LTIR, and a lot of people saw that as just doing it so they had flexibility in the deadline and stuff like that. The other way to do it, which is equally, I mean, probably probably less moral and less um, reasonable or fair to the players, however you want to put it, have a league, an independent arbitrator of injuries, like a league doctor that assesses <laughs> your players' injuries. 
because there there was questions about like you know people saying oh Kucherov has practiced twelve times before he you know twelve full practices before he was activated off the LTIR. I'm not saying that that's wrong. You know there are plenty of injuries where you can look at that and say yeah that player needs that time to evaluate whether they're ready to go. Especially if you're considering something like a concussion, or or even for Kucherov, he's coming back off some was it core surgery, hip surgery, something like that. I think it was hip surgery. I think. Yeah, something, whatever it fucking was, it was major. So yeah, maybe he does need a lot of time to get used to it and make sure that he's not going to do any, do any damage. But yeah, if you introduce an independent arbitrator, an independent assessment of a player's um, ability to play, that makes it fair, makes it a level playing field. I don't think it's right, because then you've got a third party coming in and saying... I think you have to, you know, basically saying you're fit to work, which is for from an employment standpoint. <laughs> have, have you got a fit up, Nikita? <laughs> yeah, fucking exa- exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, sorry, sorry, Nikita, you can't get your benefits now because you're deemed fit to work. Like, get back to work. Like, that's extremely problematic. But if if the if the league are really truly worried about yet again their own agreed to rules not working how they thought they would. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way you do it. You either say you can't bring in players if you're using LTIR or we're sending Dr. fucking Jim down to down to assess you. I mean, maybe Nikita could have got a note from his mum or something like that. Like, he's like he's at school or something. Like, Nikita can play today. It's okay. I've said so. I just can't believe that we are constantly getting into these situations where a supposedly meticulously negotiated and constructed collective bargaining agreement routinely comes around and and works in ways that apparently the league didn't want it to work in. Do you know what? what I find it... Yeah, I I don't even understand why this ever was a thing. If you've got a player making a certain amount of money and he gets injured, sorry, tough. He's injured. You can't use his... You can't then put him on LTIR (laughs) and use his money for something else that season. That's just... I don't understand, you know, if you're choosing to sign a player who's 30 years old, let's talk about a certain Mr. E. Carlson, who's based in San Jose. If you sign a player with half a leg to an $11.5 million contract, and then three years into it, he's too old and broken down and isn't very good anymore, well, that's your fault. Tough. You can't then stick him on LTIR and say, oh, by the way, did you know he's allergic to hockey sticks and he can't play for the rest of his contract? (laughs) Well, that's, that's your fucking fault. He's injured. I don't get why then it's okay. The Lightning's cap hit this year is nineteen, nearly $99 million. <laughs> like, pretty sure the cap isn't meant to be used in that way. And it's 81 and a half because the idea is that all teams have a level playing field. And hey, I've been chiming this in a lot on Twitter the past few, the past few days. People... I have no issue with the Lightning doing this. I think it's smart asset management. I think it's really smart. But the idea is, is that the best team then, for example, which was the Lightning last year, okay, they've got these three players they they want to sign. Okay, well, now you can't because you've spent so much money to get to the cup final and to win. Well, now you can't do that. Now you've now you've got to offload some players. And I think it's it's a it's a rare thing because of the way the season's gone. It's only fifty six games, and the Lightning were in an easier division, so they could do it. They weren't gonna. I've said this fucking when it happened, but people saying, "Oh, just think they do they want to lose their best player?" 
Well, yeah, they can. It doesn't matter this year because they're in a division where they're going to make the playoffs. It was absolute perfectly timed that this could happen. So they weren't going to miss Kucherov. You're not going to miss Kucherov if you've got Steven Stamkos and Braden Point and fucking even like the lower down players like Alex Cologne, Sorelli, Blake Coleman, Goodrow, Maroon. And then you've got the best goal in the league and the best defenseman in the league. You're not really going to miss Nikita Kucherov in that sense. It's not. It's, it's not the same as a team who's going to miss. It's not the same as the Oilers saying it to Conor McDavid. Oh, Conor, could you sit out this year? Because we can't really afford to pay anyone else, mate. It's not the same. It doesn't work like that. But fucking 99, $99 million in an $81.5 million cap is just fucking nuts. It's, it's madness. I, I think the issue when you start introducing more hardline rules around LTIR usage, and, and like you say, if you end up just saying, all right, if he's injured, no no cap relief, see you later. What happens when you do... And, and I think there there is reasonable application of that for what clearly appears to be cap circumvention, but then you need other rules in place for players like like Marion Gabrick, who, you know, fair play, he's 39 and still under contract. That probably shouldn't be a situation. But he's genuinely injured to a point where he can't play hockey anymore. Like your, your Henrik Zetterbergs, your Ryan Callahans, your fucking Chris Prongers, whoever, you know, because there are situations where players suffer career-ending injuries and then because of the backwards nature of the CBA and contracts in the NHL, a player is officially unable to play, but their cap still has to count for someone, which is madness, I think. Like, I don't think the current situation kind of tries to encompass encompass that and then leaves itself open to exploitations like the Nikita Kucherov situation. But I don't yeah, think I, that... I think curb, you're right. You know, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't say that, like, fucking whoever. Yeah, you can't say Marion Gabrick's... 4.875 cap here should have to count against somebody's cap without any relief just to to ensure that, you know, Nikita Kucherov had to play an extra five regular season games this year. Yeah, to, to piggyback off what I was saying, sorry, I should I should have made it clearer. In no, the case fine. of a player in the case of a player who is injured forever and then can never play ever again, of course, that team then should be allowed to then reuse that money because that player's done. You know, if a, if a player fucking catches a toe pick or something and, you know, fractures his leg in six places and can never play again, I mean, yeah, that's... Okay, that that team can then use that, then reinvest that money and that goes back into their cap. But you then, but I then, believe, like then you what said... If that team has a player who become, suffers a terrible uh, affliction with their skin. That, <laughs> that, that, yeah, but if that's that not player, the same thing. If that player, no, I agree. If a, if there's a player who can never ever play again or never plays again, then that's fine. But I, what you said, I agree with. You can't then trade that contract to another team. That cap relief is then your cap relief and only your cap relief. Because then, like you say, Myron Gabrick's on the Lightning for what five million dollars, something like that. Yeah, nearly five yeah, million dollars. Okay, so that's that's silly. That is then that is a, a circumvention. And again, not blaming the Lightning, smart asset management. You can bend the rules, bend the rules. If it gives you an advantage, take the advantage. That's fine. So that's, yeah, just a piggyback. It's not a case of, you know, 
if a player breaks his leg, tough, that's it. For the next five years, you're losing that money. No, that shouldn't. That's not what I was saying. It should. I meant if that player is injured for that season, for example, if Kutrov's on LTIR just for this season, well, I'm sorry, Tamper, it's not like he's done forever, but you've lost that money for this season. I don't get why you then get to have more players to make up that money. And that's where, you know, that's where this comes in. Yeah, it's just funny. Just funny seeing people okay. complain. Go on. See, so you said you said if a player never plays again, then their the cap should be wiped, which I think is a great idea. So what you do for their team, for their team, if a player never plays again, cap cap it's wiped. Okay, but we'll put a little pin in it. Go on, because if if he if he misses two seasons or whatever, yeah, then yeah. comes back and plays, then that team should have two seasons worth of cap hit count against their cap. I, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. So, so if yeah, if he misses, if he misses two seasons, then like yeah, not eighteen, nineteen million dollars should come off their cap the next season. Like like yeah, the fucking bad. uh, bad. the shame the way is it the Shane Weber cap recapture would end up at like oh twenty seven million God. or something. Fucking yeah, that's just like twenty like twenty five million to the Preds. <laughs> you have no idea how much I want that to happen. <laughs> More than anything. But yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, anyway. All right, anyway. Let's move on to some other things. Uh, nothing really crazy to report in the playoffs yet. Bruins caps is as you think it is. It's fucking as petty as shit. There's so many little niggly penalties. I mean, at some point, I fully believe these two teams, I can't decide if these two teams are going to blow upon each other or they both realize we can't blow upon each other because it's the first round and we might fuck our whole run up here. It's been lots of Lots of pettiness, and it feels like they're almost sometimes kind of holding back. Because, like I said, these two teams do not like each other. But and both games have been very, very good so far. Uh, Penguins Islanders. I mean, fucking Sidney Crosby just doing Sidney Crosby things, just one-handed tip-ins from what seems like thirteen foot away. He's <laughs> and he's being tackled by a player at the time. Absolutely fucking nuts. Yeah, I mean, just, just just naturally evading a check and and sticking out his fucking. <laughs> <laughs> His right hand, like yeah, there you go. Just, just give me a dink on that. <laughs> how long? How how long officially is an NHL stick? I don't know the answer to that actually. How long is it? Uh, six. It varies, varies height to height, but about sixty inches, I think. Yeah, I, I had, yeah, I had sixty inches in my head for some reason. It's just imagine somebody's trying to tackle you, and there's a piece of vulcanized rubber flying at about ninety miles an hour, and you've got to put your arm out. 60 inches in front of you while you're being tackled and redirect it. Absolutely fucking crazy. And you're on skates. <laughs> That's one of those things yes. that, like, why aren't we talking about... Why aren't people still talking about this like today and next week and the week after? Just add it to Crosby's reel of fucking insanity. It's, it's like we said before, it just becomes so accustomed to his freakish abilities. And it's like, all right, yeah, cool. Crosby's got another one-handed tip in. <laughs> <laughs> while he's being tackled <laughs> crazy and not that that game one of um penguins penguins Islanders, credit where credit's due was much more exciting than i thought the entire season series would be combined so yeah, so yeah. Fair you, you got your money's worth already hurricanes steamrolled the hurricane steamrolled the preds in game one no surprises there the avalanche as we mentioned steamrolled the blues in game one no surprises there uh, i did say last week wild golden knights is going to be a tricky little tricky little prediction series and that fucking that yeah. first game was excellent first game was one of the best cheeky 1-0s you'll ever see 
Flurry just absolutely on fucking fire. On fire. And he was again last night as well, apparently. Uh yeah, from, from the seams of it, from from what I saw in, in the highlights, yeah, he played played really fucking well. Fair play to the wild, like they're they're giving Vegas more of a run for their money than I thought they would. So fucking power to them. All, all without Zach Parisi as well. Not that fucking Zach Parisi is Nikita Kucherov, but yeah, having him out of the lineup shows just how far they've come, really. Yeah, it's super it's super close as well. Super close. I think what's there been? Ten games so far. I think six of them have been one goal games. And then the other two, there's been two that have been two goal games with empty netters, and the only the only other blowout games have been the Avs and the Blues and the Hurricanes and the Preds. So, yeah, good stuff yeah, so been, far. Been a really good start to the playoffs. Really good start. The the only thing that I think, yeah, we can all categorically kind of agree on at the moment is that I don't see any of the teams in the North coming out and making it to the final. I mean, none of the top teams in that division have have won yet, and you just think, crikey, that's just not going to last, is it? Yeah, it's true. I mean, by the same token, all the North playoff teams are still undefeated. So, it's, you know, it's that's a tricky one. Oh, you never know. <laughs> how <laughs> how are we fucking doing this? What are they are they starting on Saturday? Maybe. Uh no, I think Oilers Oilers Jets is tonight. Of course it is. A fucking Wednesday. Yeah, great great time to start <laughs> the the first playoff series with your marquee player in it. I, I almost tuned in. I almost tuned into the Flames Canucks last night. I saw you yesterday didn't. afternoon. If if you're you a local, did not. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought I thought about it, and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not fucking watching this. I'm not. I'm not being. You know what, Gary? I'm not giving you the satisfaction. I'm <laughs> how that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to torture myself just for oh oh a nine o'clock puck drop. You don't get many of those in the UK, do you? So I know because it's a fucking nothing game and you're forcing these players at gunpoint to play out the string while the playoffs are... It's not that they're mathematically eliminated. The playoffs are fucking started. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's like... It's, it's so like backwards. Fucking, <laughs> I know, fucking... It's like, it's like you're, you're, you're fucking 12 years old. Yeah, I, I don't know about the North American school system. If you're, if you're 12 in the UK... You're in year eight. It's a nothing year. You don't have any major exams or any of that bollocks. It's a fucking. It's just just another year of schooling. It's like you're in year eight, and there's one last bit of homework that you haven't submitted that doesn't count for fucking anything, and you're being forced to sit in the classroom while you look outside and there's like sports day and all the fucking end of year shit happening and all the cool stuff and it's like nah, you've got to finish this three hundred word essay on fucking of mice and men. Because I fucking said so. <laughs> yeah, so the Canucks and the Flames are basically finishing their homework before they can go off for the summer. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's one hundred percent what it is. Like playing, <laughs> playing at fucking weird times, like oh, embarrassing. It is ridiculous. Last thing on the playoffs, I've got a cheeky little quiz question for you, mate. Which I found <laughs> out. Found this out the day. We love a little quiz. As we always say, people, a little play along at home fun. Chip in if you want. Amaze your friends with this as, quiz question. As we always say. <laughs> I always say that. Play along at home fun. I always say that. All right. You always say play along at home. Here's a question. Which NHL player has the most playoff points since 2016-17? Since 16-17? Yeah. Which NHL player has the most playoff points? Are they, are they still active now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Am I going to embarrass myself here? Is it, is it Logan Couture? It is not Logan Couture. 
I don't hate that answer either, by the way. I, th- I thought you were going to say something really bizarre there. No, that's a that's a good answer. No. Well, like it's, it's obviously not it's not Conor. It's not going to be any of like the big names. Um, oh, can I guess again? Of course you can. Not that I have another name in mind. Uh, um, <laughs> can I guess again? Yeah, right. Give me ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Uh, NHL players. Is it? Is it Koozie? It is not Koozie. God, that's another really good answer. I couldn't. I wasn't. When I uh, when I saw this question, I wasn't. I didn't think of either of those players, and those are both really good answers. But yeah, no, not Koozie either. I'll give you one more, and I'll tell you. Can you give me position? Just as I'll, I'll accept that I've got For, forward, or do you want more? Forward. Yeah, uh, forward. Now go on, go on. Center or winger? Winger. Winger. Um, <laughs> it's a, all right, I'm going <laughs> Why are you chuckling? It's, it's not fucking Phil Kessel, is it? <laughs> no, it's not Kessel. That's another really good fucking answer, though. Fucking, Shit. This is it, mate. This is. I know. I know that it's going to be somebody. Weird. It's. I was going to say Ovi, but I thought, nah, of course it's not fucking Ovi. It's not worth asking if it's Ovi. Who is it's, it? It's not as weird it? as you. It's not as weird as you think. It's not as weird as you think. It's a. Uh, it's one Bradley Marshand. Bradley Marshand. Indeed, it is. Bradley Marchand. That's Bradley. Marchand. That is. Yeah, that's fucking interesting. Again, like that's a that's a player that is. <laughs> it makes sense though, doesn't it? That I mean, yeah, you're like, oh yeah, he probably does actually when you think about it. Go on, let's have a let's have a peek. Because if Bergeron or when he's playing, if Bergeron or Pasternak score, he's always involved in the setup somehow. He plays on the power play, he plays on the penalty kill, and he scores himself. So he's been, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They've they've had good been, runs he, in the playoffs. So I can't do I can't do maths. Is he point per game? He's got to be close, isn't he? Well, he's got to be around that. Oh, just God, under, just under point per game. Just under point per game. We're in the playoffs is fucking mental. Like are we. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do our weekly little uh, little discussion. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to say? You, you know exactly what I'm going to say. Brad Marshall, Hall of Fame or not? Absolutely, without question. <laughs> without question. Oh, without you're, question. You're a piece of shit. You're a fucking piece of shit. Why? He's, how can you say without question to Brad Marshall and not have? Uh, oh, here we go. The litany of goalies that you were <laughs> you say, I was going to say, if you say Ryan Miller, I will fuck <laughs> People are going to hear me <laughs> run <laughs> to your house and slap you. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Marshall and Ryan Miller might as well be the same fucking player. You fucking. I have. Okay, this is a lot of. I always say this. I have to ask you this again. Do you even watch hockey? I've said this before. No. Is this some kind of long con where at the end of it, when this show's over. And you say to me, to be fair, Dan, I've never actually seen it before. I just fancied doing a podcast with somebody. I'm like, you motherfucker. Just, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> just been making it up as I go. No, I watch, yeah. I watch loads of the Hockey India League. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ashley Jackson, a legend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just think, like, what well, he's never he's never won a major award. Never won an individual award. He hasn't even... Uh, all right, he won, a, he won a cup. Won a cup as a, as a third liner. Um... Been to two others. Been to two others. Okay, cool. He's been to been to cups. Yeah, cool. You were saying that Patrick Marlowe shouldn't be a fucking <laughs> a fucking Hall of Famer, and you're saying Brad Marchand first ballot. Don't even put him in now. Put him in. Put him in this year. I didn't say first ballot. I said without question. Without question. Well, he is without a Hall question of means first ballot. No, not to no to me. For, to me, without question means he's definitely getting in. Not not like immediately. 
I'll tell you what, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a, I'm making a petition right now. Let's get him in now while he's still playing. <laughs> he should have been in before Batman. I, I yes, think, of course. Yeah, I, I, so when I, when I asked it, I was airing on on the side of yeah, chuck him, fucking chuck him in. Like he'd make my Hall of Fame just for like the career, like as a famous, interesting story. Like to go from one of the most hated players in the league. Still relatively effective, but nothing special to putting up fucking hundred point seasons. That's incredible. But yeah, the 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 fact that you're saying fucking without question, oof. It's a, it's a no it's a no brainer to me. Absolute no brainer. Fuck it now. Fuck it now. Play along at home, people. Shout out Dan along at home. That's <laughs> This is one of those things again where I just think either everyone's on my side or everyone's against me. <laughs> Yeah, I, d- I don't know if you I, not not to turn this into another forty-five minute Hall of Fame discussion. Oh God! Um, as as if we haven't got the summer right around the corner. We'll do we'll do we'll do uh, playoff recap episodes in the summer instead of all the summer shit that we're going to talk about now. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll make him because make it in because people think he's a cunt. <laughs> Mate, if if being in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> if you can't get into the Hall of Fame because you're a fucking a bit of a dick and lick people. Then, like we said before, you got to take out half the people. Considering some yeah, of the fucking assaults, considering some of the grievous bodily harm that was committed on the ice back in the day, and we just go, ah. Yeah, but it's all about the code, isn't it? You know, it's one thing to say that Hitler had some oh, good ideas, but it's another thing entirely to to lick somebody. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> that'll be that'll be a, that'll be a fucking interesting one. A real interesting. We should in the summer. We should definitely have some. Some dedicated Hall of Fame arguments, fucking without a doubt. I yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I thought it's not a bad idea. I'll put it in my tickler file, just as a uh, <laughs> tickler file, just as a little <laughs> thing. Anyway, <laughs> fucking hell, let's move. I feel on. like our my, my tickler file might be a little bit different to yours, sir. I think you, yeah, I think you might be right. We did mention oh, Vancouver before, and just astoundingly, yeah, we did. Fucking Jim, <laughs> Jim Benning has apparently. Still very secure in his job. He's coming back. Everything's fine. I will lump this in as well with Jeff Blashill in Detroit, who I don't think I've seen on our WhatsApp chat, I don't think I've seen a reaction from you like this in quite some time when I told you that he'd been extended. <laughs> and you know, I think fairly sure you came back in all caps, which you very rarely do. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on these two, uh, let's say, decisions. Um... I don't, I don't know what to say. Why? Why are you? Like, all due respect to Jeff Blashill, he's had bad teams. He's had bad teams. But like, fucking why? How? How long is the extension? Do we know? Do you know why I've not seen? Is it? I, I think yeah, it's going to be one of these fucking nancy little things of like, oh, you've been extended, but we couldn't possibly tell you for how long. That's yeah. That's confidential information. It's fucking. Well, let, let's assume it's like a three season extension. Yeah. Let's assume that. All right, go on then. He'll, he'll, he'll have been the fucking coach of the dog shit Red Wings for close to eight years, if that is a three-year extension, and he sees it out, which is fucking insanity. You cannot tell me that Jeff Blashill... Yeah, it's not even like he's getting the sack. It was a fucking end of his contract. <laughs> and you cannot tell me that you look at Jeff Blashill compared to all the other out-of-work coaches at the moment, I'd be like... That's the fucking geezer. 
That's the fucking geezer. And don't give me the shit of like, oh, we want to keep tanking, we want to keep tanking. Because like, you can tank with a good coach. You can, you absolutely can. Just give him a shit roster, which has has been perfectly doable in Detroit the last however many years. And and equally, not that I'm one for powering out of rebuilds, but like fucking hell, like if I'm an NHL GM at the moment and I've been in a rebuild for however long. I've got to be looking to the east and thinking, maybe we want to change the tact before something drastic happens. I, no, I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They got twelve picks this year, spread over the first six rounds. But then looking at their roster, I mean, Christ, what was it? What was it? The trade deadline. There was, I think, three players who were untouchable, and that was it. Yep. I mean, so maybe. I don't disagree with you in the fact that about tanking and stuff, and that was kind of my thought, was that this rebuild in Detroit is going to take longer than everybody probably thought, and Stevie Y thought. And I do, you can, I don't know if you can tank with good coaches. I don't know. Unless it's, unless it's an edict from above that, okay, that Stevie Y goes to whoever the new coach would be and said, all right, listen, this is what's happening. This is the plan. I want you here for the long term, but I need you to not maybe try as hard <laughs> next year. Is that okay? And then we'll try and build from there. But I just think there are certain. It's like we said, like players. Players don't tank because they just go. They just want to go out and play the game and win. Because losing fucking sucks and everyone hates it. And I think the same kind of thing with head coaches. And if they think, it, I mean, maybe it might only be a year extension. I don't know. But if Stevie Y thinks right, we need another year of being dog shit. Because and it, because it's not just a case of them being bad. I mean, like we've said before, they have nothing really in reserve. They've got oh crap. I mean, at some point, Joe Valeno's probably going to start appearing lots more. And obviously, Moritz Sider was there. And I think maybe there's, there was one other player I'm not thinking of, but uh, that was kind of it in the AHL. There was nobody. There was no one else. And obviously, there's certain players that are already playing for the um, for the main team. But I don't kind of hate this idea that. You want to keep him around for at least one more year, just to maybe guarantee getting some more picks next year, maybe or higher picks next year. Yeah, well, if, if you've got your eyes on Shane Wright and you're thinking, oh, yeah, yeah I, I could go for a little bit of Shane Wright myself, especially with the new lot with the new lottery rules as well, where they're not going to get screwed over this time as badly, going from fucking first in, to fourth or theory. first to sixth or whatever it is. <sighs> I mean, yeah, this I, thing, like, like you said, just sorry, just quickly, like no, you mentioned, fine. you mentioned the, we got to remember as well, next season, the tables are all going to, the divisions are all going to realign. So who's going to be in Detroit's division next year? Florida, Boston, Tampa, Toronto. Are you really going to put all your eggs in your basket for next year? Hire a new coach and just get battered again. And the issue is, is then that new coach makes your team a little bit more competitive. So you might have the seventh worst record. No, you want the worst record. You need the worst record, because and because and this is a thing that's only really relevant to Detroit because they haven't had that lottery look of getting those first or second overall picks. They haven't had that look. They need a couple of one or twos, like guarantees. So I can kind of get it from that perspective. But then they they didn't even um, memory serves. Yeah, they they weren't even the worst team in their own in their own division this year, let alone the worst team in the league. I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're right. But I don't know. I, I just think like it's it 
it is a really hard one. It is a really hard one. I just think you're flirting with danger if you bring him back, if you're committing to that level of lack of success sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? And especially where, like you say, you've got the young players coming in. You've got like, oh, what's his name? Like Zadina's taking the taking the step. Uh, Rasmussen's getting there. Like you, like you said with the fucking um, uh, Joe Valeno, Mo Sider. There's uh, there's Lucas Raymond to come in. There's this Albert Johansson kid. Like there's plenty of Lucas Raymond. That's what I was talent. thinking of. Thank you. Come, sorry, Lucas Raymond. Lucas yeah, exactly. Raymond. Yeah, that's that. what I was thinking of. Thank you. Exactly, and like. Even even Dylan Larkin's still only twenty four somehow, even though it feels like he's suffered with his team for ten years. <laughs> it's for me like you're gonna have to start introducing these players, and I think there is some merit. To, uh, yeah, you look at Edmonton, you look at Buffalo. If you try tanking when you've got young players coming in, that there's an argument that that can do bad things for them. You know, you introduce that element of losing constantly and like I, I hate to say but oh, losing's acceptable that's what we do as a franchise like not that the Red Wings have any worry with franchise identity but yeah fucking hell how are you going to cultivate these young talents when you're you're saying to the outside world now we want to lose again are you, you going right. to send these 21 year olds back off to Sweden again and, and, and in a lot of ways you could argue that by sending them out or keeping them in the AHL too long, keeping them out in Europe too long, you're then delaying their actual progress to being uh, um, effective at the NHL level when you do bring them in. It's it's just a tricky one for me. Like I, I'm, I'm all for tanking when you're bad, but I don't think I'm necessarily for eight-year-long tanks. Yeah, but, you, but then how, how do you turn it around if you don't have those guaranteed gems I don't know I mean they've I mean they're going to turn over a f- I mean Christ what they've only got eight players signed for next season bunch so, of RFAs to be fair but true, yeah, yeah. they got actually yeah fair point they got a ton of RFAs but right now guaranteed players on their roster it's eight so I mean maybe they'll make a couple of splashes in free agency in the summer because there's going to be a few players out there that they could maybe attract or I don't know. Maybe they wait to see what Seattle do. I guess we keep forgetting about Seattle, don't we? But yeah, I mean, at least with Detroit, at least with Detroit, we can have that conversation and say, "Well, maybe it's this, maybe it's this." Vancouver, I fucking got no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking, fucking no. So deep down the Blashill hole, I forgot about this. It's it's like we've said before in discussions about Jim Benning. Like there is merit to what Jim Benning has done. The question is, does that outweigh the? The, the fucking abject failure the, the the abject failures that he's made I don't necessarily know is is there a question that they because they don't have a, do they have a president of no they don't have a president of hockey operations anymore after they got rid no, of no they um, do no yeah because no. they got rid of uh, Trevor Linden didn't they yeah is there a question that right <laughs> you got one more season of you know, you have your Roussels, of um, of Jay Beagle, you know, Furland's probably going to be on the LTIR for another couple of seasons or, or whatever it might be. Is there a question of like, right, this is just <laughs> this is your second chance, like, let's try again and let's try, you know, you've done really well with you, know, your drafting's been really good, you have acquired some good players like JT Miller and, and Nate Schmidt, 
Um, let's just try and iron out those really bad free agency contracts and we'll see what we do this time, Jim. Like that's, I don't think it's the right thing to do, but I, I can see why Aquilini looks at him and says he has brought in some of our best players that we've seen as a franchise since since you know the start of the 2010s. <laughs> You're throwing it's, it's a, mad, but I understand a tiny it. nugget of a tiny nugget of gold <laughs> into an absolute raging rapids that is the Vancouver Canucks, and I just mentioned that the Red Wings have got eight players signed next year for it's like it's like thirty one million dollars. Fine, yeah, they've got a few RFAs to, RFA sign, to sign, but none of them are going to be a big ticket. So at least the Red Wings could make another move next off season, grab a couple of good free agent players who strengthen them a bit more, get a couple of lottery picks, and. Yeah, you're kind of off and running then, and things can turn around quickly. I don't know, even know. The Canucks have 17 players signed next year for $67.5 million. Two of those players not signed are Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes. So I don't even know how... I mean, I don't know. Unless unless all I can think of is that Aquilini's put the feelers out there and everyone said to him, are you fucking mad? I'm never taking that job. <laughs> I don't want that job. <laughs> You're fucking nuts. He's on Jim. Let's discuss a new contract. Because <laughs> I don't understand it at all. At all. Because what's to I say, think... what's to say that the guy you're hoping will work out and draft some of these good young players isn't the guy who also gave out those fucking terrible contracts and gave out contracts that since then that we've gone, uh, I'm not sure about that one. As we discussed when we did, you know, the talk about Thatcher Demko, everyone seems to like it. We were like, nah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think there's got to be an element of, uh, you've you've got to query whether there's going to be like a buyout for Louis Eriksson. They're probably looking at um, what's his name, Furland, probably being on the LTIR next year again. So that that 14 million left to sign uh, Hughes and. Pettersson is probably more than that, isn't it, really? Yeah. But still, yeah, Again, it, it will be, but... Again, like we said before, if you're Quinn Hughes, if you're Elias Pettersson, you're asking for that Vancouver tax because you're just looking around, you're thinking, I'm not really sure this is going to be that good for us. I don't think... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't wait to see what their contracts are going to be. I can't wait to see it. Because the I Canucks have been tough. The Canucks have been tough on players, and I know Brock Bessel's one of those players who wanted a bigger deal, and they're like, no, it's... You know, it's 5.875 and that's what you've got. And he kind of went, oh, okay. And he took it. I don't know. Maybe they'll pull some other kind of jiggery pokery with Hughes and Patterson. But yeah, in, in terms of fucking Jim Benning's deal, fucking no clue. No clue. Yeah, that's that's fucking mad. When when does this deal expire though? Does it expire after next year? Because it's not that they're renewing him. They're just not getting rid of him, isn't it? So if he's got another sorry, year... Yeah. If he's got another one one year left, I can quite especially in, in these trying <laughs> yeah, but that times. Yeah, he's, got, he's got another he's got another year to hand out another fucking Tanner Pearson contract. <laughs> he's got that's, another year. That's the fucking one. That's the fucking one. Who, who like with Chiarelli handing out that fucking Koskinen contract and then getting binned a week later? Yeah, like what? Why? Why are you doing that? Well, know what his game is because. Jimmy Vese is on their books. Travis <coughs> Hamannick's on their books. <coughs> if either of those two get signed for sort of two or three years at two and a half or two point seven or something, you'll fucking know. He's like it's, he's in full sabotage. Bedding's been told you're not coming back after this year. <laughs> you're fucking done, and that's it. He's just going to go full scorched earth and try and ruin yeah, that it, team. 
Jimmy VC's six year contract fucking incoming. <laughs> did you see? Uh, God, I've got to tell you this. Did you see the story about Melnick and the yacht at Christmas? No, <laughs> I didn't. No, please. You must have seen this. All right. I don't know how many people saw this. I fucking hope everybody saw this. I'm going to give credit. and the yacht at Christmas. Yep. All right. Listen to this. Do you mean Josh Melnick? No. <laughs> Listen to this headline. I'm going to give credit. I'm going to shout out to uh, David Roth wrote a really good article for Defector, an, an, a website I've literally just heard about today. But oh, I read the story on... Like, that's, uh, I think that's Deadspin 2. Oh, is it? All the, okay, people, all the people who got binned off by Deadspin plus a few others, oh, okay. I think. I had no, yeah, no idea. Let me, let me entice you with this headline, William. Senator's owner Eugene Melnick sues yacht captain after nightmare Christmas vomit cruise. <laughs> 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 so, basically. Oh, yes. This a is a long... A billionaire shooting, suing a fucking boat ca- <laughs> captain of a boat. <laughs> I'll give you this story. I'll give you this story quickly, right? So over Christmas, Melnick rented a five hundred thousand dollar a week super yacht. Okay, cruise run. Yeah, dude, Melnick's got some money, or not? Apparently, whichever (laughs) lawsuit you wish to believe, allegedly, Um, Libretto and flats notwithstanding. So he hires this yacht (laughs) to cruise around the Bahamas with his missus and some friends and family. Okay, the Melnick said that. They wanted to go a certain way to go around the Bahamas. The yacht captain said no, because I think that way is a bit more dangerous. They then go into the open sea, which was apparently safer. But obviously the open sea, if you've ever seen it, is rough as fuck. So his missus and their mum ended up, and Melnick, I think, ended up getting severely seasick and were like arguing with this yacht captain the whole time. Okay, they then said, "We want you to. We, we don't like that. You know, we've had enough. We're pissed off. Like, drop us off. Like, drop us off. Basically, <laughs> over there. It was like in a. It was in a proper place. It wasn't just like you know, d- d- drop us here, mate. It's fine. I'll, I'll walk from here. No, it was like there's a port over there. Drop us over there. We're done. And the, ca- <laughs> the captain said no, and just turned around and went back the same way through these like thirty-five mile an hour winds. Oh so." So his girlfriend and uh, Melnick's mum have both filed lawsuits in Florida seeking 10 million damages for negligence, false imprisonment, and intentional (laughs) infliction of emotional distress. (laughs) Oh, my God. False imprisonment. So Eugene, the story is Eugene Melnick got kidnapped by a pirate at Christmas. <laughs> Do you know what it is as well? After oh everything that's happened God. over here with Brexit and fishing rights over the past few weeks, the yacht captain was <laughs> the yacht captain was British. We just made it even better. Oh, what a legend! Just, what He's I fucking just... pissed off. <laughs> yeah, these are my waters. I was hoping he was some like really full on Cockney as well. Fucking coming in here, tell me how to mind my fucking boat. Fuck you, <laughs> and like I'll fucking show you. But I'll yeah. show you and I'll show Matt Hancock as well. Hey, yo, who the fuck's Matt Hancock? <laughs> oh, isn't that just amazing? Isn't that just amazing? That's that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. How? We've not had I mean, a, Melnick, a Melnick article for ages. And and what a beautiful one to, to bring us back. Oh, yeah. Into, 
<laughs> oh my god. What a fucking like what <laughs> What do you even say about that? What do you even fucking say about that? How do you how do you sue someone because you got seasick? <laughs> I mean, maybe in Florida you can sue Mother Nature. I don't know. Can you sue <laughs> the natural world, Will? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's possible. I feel like you must be able to. I I, I could I do understand the idea of like yeah, if if he maybe took took them a route that they didn't necessarily need to go that then made them sick, but but equally surely there's a level of like. Yeah, I'm the fucking captain here. You you defer to my expertise. Do you know what I mean? Because what, what, what if you team meld it was like, yeah, we'll just fucking we'll shoot off this fucking we'll use this this pier as a ramp and we'll fucking <laughs> jump over the Florida Keys, and then the captain said no. Can can Meldick sue him then? Yeah, I don't know. Eugene, Eugene, look at me. I am the captain. <laughs> I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. I'm not. I, I, he was I'm not. I'm not fucking Pierre Dorian, mate. You can't fucking talk to me like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm open the. I'm open the British yacht captain was a diehard hockey fan and knows everything that's gone on. <laughs> the Saint Labret and Flats, Melnick. You can't fucking back out of this. <laughs> You're on a boat. Oh dearie me. Fucking mean. Not, Ooh, uh, by God, Eugene. Have you seen? This is like no way fucking related. Have you seen that video of? Ah, uh, that Australian pedo, Jeffrey something. <laughs> Fucking what? Hang on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show where we take a violent right turn. <laughs> what the fuck are you? How have you got from that to this? From sorry, from this oh, to what's, that. What's the guy's fucking name? I can't. Oh, I can't fucking God. remember. He's this. He's this Australian author called Jeffrey something. So he's like a, he's like an author, and he's. He's on the sex offenders register. Jeffrey Leonard. Jeffrey Leonard. Jeffrey Leonard. Jeffrey Leonard. Okay. I, I implore everyone to go out and seek out this fucking video. It's this interview with it's like this this piece on Jeffrey Leonard by this Australian news. This is really roundabout for a very silly, not even joke, not reference I wanted to make. It's called God. Jeffrey Leonard. He's like on the sex offenders register. He writes books that are sexually explicit about underage people and like I think if if memory serves like he's on the register but he's still allowed to be I think he lives in the neighbourhood of one of his victims and like because of law circumvention he's allowed to be yeah it's it's a really fucking savage story but the guy's a fucking nutter the guy's a fucking nutter and um in this interview like it's like this piece on him like the guy's going around with him and he's talking to him asking him like oh do you think it's okay what you did do you think it's okay you're allowed to live Near the uh, near the victims and blah blah, blah and the guy's fucking unhinged. He's like barking at him, like accusing the fucking the presenter of you know having unconsensual sex and stuff like that. But um, the, <laughs> the reference I wanted to make was there's a point where this Australian geezer Jeffrey Lewis trying to get in this reporter's face, really get in his face. And he just <laughs> says to him like. In a, in a thick Australian actor, well, you can't scare me, Jeffrey. I'm not a little boy. And I was thinking of the captain doing that to Eugene. Oh, you can't scare me, Eugene. I'm not fucking Matt Deshane. I'm, I'm not Pierre Dorian. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not Pierre Dorian. <laughs> I'm not Eric Carlson. You can't scare me. Go and check it out, Jeffrey Leonard. He's a fucking monster. He's a it's a fucking mental interview. And um, thank you for for wasting four minutes of your life me explaining who the fuck Jeffrey Leonard is. 
Any last words, oh Dan? God. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, normally we'll, we'll we start the show going off the rails, but we have definitely gone off the rails at the end. But, uh, oh my God. God. I think I'll do for this week. <laughs> I think we've done enough. I think we've covered. I think we've covered the whole range of hockey there, haven't we? We've done. You know, we've gone through goalies and the playoffs, and then on to Australian paedophiles. What else is there? You know, there's nothing else to discuss, is there, when it we've, comes to hockey? I think, I think we've hit the two minutes one puck bingo card. Um, <laughs> we've, well, we've done the Hall of Fame. We didn't do Tom Wilson, but we did do Brad Marchand, so I think that kind of counts. Um, that we counts. Mentioned, instigators mentioned Hitler. Uh, we mentioned paedophiles. Uh, we've done. We've done the Vancouver Canucks, done Ottawa, skirted around the Sabres. Like we've we've fucking done a lot. Absolutely, yeah. If you want to send your winning bingo cards over to Will's house, that'll be uh, he'll send you your prize. The first one gets. Yeah, in. I'll send you a, a signed puck, <laughs> signed by your missus or something, or one of your kids. As I say this every week, everybody, especially this week, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for enduring. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, any last words? Uh, I think in that Jeffrey Leonard uh, tirade, I bit my tongue because I can taste blood in the back of my mouth. So uh, I hope it was worth it, everyone. We, we do suffer for your art. Me especially. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.